The Joy of Booking proudly presents. There've been lots of wrestlers over the years, and many are smaller than their hossier peers. Some will take to the air, some will stretch and will tear. It's a smallish world after all. This is the cruiserweight-ish classic, and now your host for this small world, DC Matthews. I had forgotten that it was a different intro. I had forgotten that I had written a song. And I had most definitely forgotten about Brandon Banks and his chipmunk voice. Hey there, friends. DC Matthews at the DC Matthews here. Welcome back. It's only been a week for you. Uh, more like a month and a half for me. The last time I worked on the Cruiserweight-ish classic, as I opened up this spreadsheet here, uh, was August 11th, Hulk Hogan's birthday. I hate that I know that. Uh, but yeah, welcome back. Hope you're well. Hope you're, those you love are doing well. Hope you've enjoyed um, your fall, your transition to the spooky season, to pumpkin season. I uh, just hope you're having a grand old time. Like I said, it has been a while uh, since I have done a solo show. We're talking about a month and a half. Uh, the beginning of the school year is always uh, stressful. It's always difficult. It's always busy. It's always exhausting. And uh, since I last spoke to you, I'm coming to you from a new room. This is Man Cave 2, uh, affectionately known as my dining room. There's my fridge over there. Our nephew's uh, birthday card to my wife is there. There's the air fryer. There's the other air fryer because, you know, we got two. There's some plants. There's a slider behind me. I could be recording this out on the deck. It looks like it's going to be a beautiful Sunday as I record this mid-September. Um, and yeah, what a perfect time uh, for a reconciliation show. For some reason, I can tell you Hulk Hogan's birthday, but I cannot remember the word reconciliation. It's reclamation, restitution. Uh, it's reconciliation. The reason I know that is because the last time I looked at our emails, podcast at ddtwrestling.com, hope you're sending in weekly emails, banks. Oh, hi, Jeremy, if you're listening. You're not. You're done. You've, you've abandoned us. You've left us to the wastelands, and that's okay. You, you've got something better than wrestling, I'm sure, down there. Whatever it is, I'm sure it's never mind. Anywho, yeah, hope you're sending in emails. Uh, and I saw, finally, we have a folder marked Reconciliation for back when we did, we did some sort of list show. I don't know. It was a long time ago. I can't remember. But we did some sort of list show. Um, I was listening to a podcast the other day. I'm listening to uh, a backup podcast, back older episodes, not a backup podcast. That doesn't make sense. Older episodes of a podcast I rather... Um, enjoy these four guys. They try stuff. They're guys who try stuff. Um, and they have a podcast, and I'm listening to their quarantine episodes. I'm listening to their episodes during the pandemic. It's, you know, early 2020. It's been about a month, six weeks. And one of them talked about how, well, actually multiple of them mentioned that one of the positives that came out of the pandemic, and yes, there were some, um, was the fact that they felt 
you know, nostalgic for their childhood and they found themselves doing things that they would normally have done as children. You know, one of them made a inside the house a mini golf course because he had the time. Um, one of them was back into video gaming after many years of having a real life and not video gaming. And I'm sitting there listening going, that's exactly what I did. Because this whole thing, this whole tournament system, the fact that we're in season five, six, seven, I don't remember, uh, stemmed from the fact that I had a lot of extra time and I started to do the same thing I did when I was a kid, making lists of wrestlers and doing tournaments. This time, uh, at least, uh, I have an outlet for it. And so I haven't said it out loud because it's been five or six weeks since I last recorded. I don't know if I mentioned it the last time, but if you're listening to this episode, which will come out, I got to move that index card. It's over on that wall. I need it right here on this wall. Um, if you're listening to this episode, whether there's 10 of you, 100 of you, three of you, I'm super grateful you're here. I'm super grateful I have someone to talk to who understands kind of the mind of the wrestling nerd, the stats nerd, the list nerd. Uh, you are my people, and I am grateful for you each and every day, even if I take six weeks off and make lists of schedules and, you know, other things like that. But I'm in my new spot. I'm looking around, and, you know, we got to get started because let me catch you up. In case this is your first episode and one never knows, it could be. I'm the type of person when I find a new podcast, I like to go back and listen from the beginning. Hold on. I haven't said this in a long time either. I got to have some water. You got to have your water. Um, I go back and try to listen to at least some old episodes to get context, but many people don't. They jump right in. So if this is your first episode of The Joy of Booking, I bid thee welcome. Um, we took, uh, we went on to Cage Match. We made a list of cruiserweight-ish wrestlers, wrestlers who fit uh, a certain height, weight sort of thing um, that would be called cruiserweights at some point in time. And, and this year, for this season, I put them into groups of four, and we did mini round-robin tournaments for each of them, three matches each, and then... Based on that, we came up with our preliminary set of rankings. So I am looking at a spreadsheet. Here are all the people who were, came in first, second, third, and fourth. What I have to start doing in this episode is I have to go back through. I'm very glad I took five or six weeks off because I don't remember a gosh darn thing about what we did. And I have to start looking and asking myself, self, does this seem right? Does this meet the DC Durango Canyon eye test? Does this look accurate? And if not, what changes need to be made? So I've got the thing to paint the picture. The MacBook that's recording this is to my, on the left-hand side of this new round table that used to be our dining room table and now is my podcast table. Where's your dining room table, you may ask? We don't have one. We eat on the couch. Uh, we eat separately. Uh, we have actually turned, I have removed the microphone from this table, and we do eat here sometimes. But the MacBook is to my left. The Chromebook with the ranking spreadsheet is to my center. And to my right, my notebook with my purple pen. 
And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with the fours, the people who came in last. I still don't know if they're going to be an actual tournament or if we'll do some sort of battle royal situation. I had an idea for some sort of double elimination battle royal, um, but of course it's it's gone. Maybe it'll come back to me as I'm looking. Um, but I'm going to start with the number fours and say, do these make sense? Do any of them feel like they should be up? Because they can't go down. Do any of them feel like they should be higher? And I'm not going to read you every name. Um, one thing I am going to do, however, is I was talking to my wife. We were coming home from a quick little family um, trip to the Cape. We did a kind of last-minute trip to the Cape to see some family, to help out with some family. We have some elderly members of the family, so extra people there was not going to be a bad thing. And um, my wife asked, because she's a kind person who takes interest in my interests, even though they are absolutely not her interests. She asked what kind of podcast I was planning on doing because I have, it's been so long. I've done DDT and nothing else. Barely even watched wrestling these last few weeks. Um, and I started talking about it and, you know, I was mentioning that um, different wrestling podcasts fall into certain categories. You have your big ideas podcast. Um, I consider the, the New Age Insiders, the, especially this recent iteration of them, um, to be a big ideas podcast. Shorter episodes talking about one specific thing, um, and that's their deal. Is Lex Luger a Hall of Famer? Let's break down the CM Punk situation. Then you have podcasts like what Piece of Business is, I think, um, which is more of a The Week in Wrestling sort of recap. Um, and then you have your, your, your old show recaps. You have, you know, sort of freeform conversations. I don't consider DDT to be a wrestling podcast, even though we do sometimes, lately more recently, talked about wrestling. Um, we're more of just a conversation show. But, you know, I talked about how, you know, what I tend to focus on are smaller details. Um, you know, what's this person doing? What are these mid-card talents doing? Um, and how's that working for them? I, I don't often go into the big ideas. I don't often care about the main event scene. Uh, yesterday, to give you context of time and place to let you know where I am in history, uh, it was announced that Logan Paul was going to wrestle Roman Reigns in Saudi Arabia. Don't give a damn about that show. Don't give a damn about that match. You may disagree, and that's fine. I don't care. Um... And so my wife mused that Smaller Details would be an interesting name for a podcast. She's not wrong. Uh, but what I think I will do is, you know, you don't need to know my thoughts on Lenny Lane at this point. I've talked about him plenty, I'm sure, over the years. Uh, I'll talk about the wrestlers who are sort of, you know, kind of in the news right now. And I'll use this format to look at the lists and start making my, my decisions. Um, as a chance to just sort of chat about what's been going on in the world of wrestling from at least a cruiserweight-ish perspective. So if you're ready, I'm ready, uh, let's begin. I'm not going to make any concrete decisions. I'm just going to take some notes here uh, just to kind of jot down anybody who might need to go up and down because I got it's got to be even because right now there are I think 64 wrestlers in each group, which makes sense. I picked 256, 256 divided by 4 is 64. Um, so there need to be probably close to 64 in each group by the end. So we have to make some trades, essentially. Uh, looking at the, the list, you know, a guy like Danhausen, I love me some Danhausen. 
but he probably belongs in number four. Like maybe in a year he's done something a little bigger. He's a personality. He's wrestle silly, which is one of my wheelhouses. Housens. <laughs> Wheelhousens. Um, but I don't know that he needs to go any higher. However, Daniel Garcia, who is currently, at the time I am speaking, the Ring of Honor pure champion, maybe he's going to wind up being in uh, Blackpool Combat Club, maybe not, I don't know, AEW, not my wheelhousing. I'm going to make that joke a lot today. I apologize in advance. Uh, but he is somebody who I do wonder, you know, we talk a lot on this show about you can't, we can't judge potential, but he's already, uh, God, you want to talk smaller details. Let's rank the AEW championships in order of importance. Um, it's, it's a lower mid card title, but he's got it. And I don't know where Wheeler Yuta is going to wind up on this list, but I would venture to say that Daniel Garcia should be at least at the same level as Wheeler Yuta. Uh, keeping going. I don't know enough about Dragon Lee. This is always one of the fatal flaws with this uh, format. I'm trying to include enough wrestlers. I need a certain number, so I include wrestlers that I am not as well familiar with, and they get hosed. Because if you're a big Dragon Lee fan, you know, I am realizing at some point, I think, in a previous episode, I will say, hey, if you think I've done wrong here, email in and let me know. Um, and then guess what? That episode probably hasn't come out yet, and here I am doing my reconciliation. So if you do email, uh, I'm probably not going to see it until it's too late. This is the downfall you get when you record your episodes ahead of time. But can I tell you, if you're a podcaster... Bank some shows. Doc has talked about this in great detail. It makes some evergreen shows, and really, you don't even need to do that. Bank some shows. I have still, now looking at my thing, let me count two, four, six. I think I have nine episodes, maybe seven, because I haven't uh, crossed it out recently. But I have six or seven episodes still to go. That's three to four weeks of content. I didn't have to worry about podcasting. I didn't have to stress about it. I packed all this stuff away when we were moving rooms. Uh, my wife's craft room looks flipping amazing, by the way. We picked up some more furniture on the way home from our little Cape trip. Um, you know, find a habitat, a tangent on top of a tangent. Welcome to the DC Matthews experience. Uh, find your local Habitat for Humanity restore. Um, so Habitat for Humanity, obviously, has places where they sell furniture. They get donations and things. And they happened to sell some furniture. And we picked up uh, something that would have cost $200 if we bought it from the actual store. Uh, my wife got it for 70 You know, we went to a, uh, a church thrift store that happened to have a furniture sale. She got a desk that she could use for $10. We got something on Facebook Marketplace. But at this point, we spent $100 on it. We probably should have just waited. <laughs> but, you know find those sorts of things you get great deals if you're into if you're anywhere into upcycling and making things better this dining room table that we have somebody was getting rid of it you know our apartment complex has a bulky waste section where you bring furniture you don't want and eventually it gets thrown away but if you drive by you know five minutes of washing it down and this has served us very well for years so anyways tangent on top of tangent 
that stemmed from me talking about not having to worry about podcasts because they're banked. So yeah, if you're a podcaster, Glenn, I'm mainly speaking to you because Banks doesn't have a podcast yet that I'm aware of. Um, you know, find a way to record some episodes ahead of time so that if you do get busy, if something comes up, you have something we could do. Doc and I should have done that, uh, but we didn't. But either way, uh, I don't know enough about Dragon Lee to say whether or not he should be hired. He probably should, but whatever. Um, Eddie Dennis, sorry to the NXT UK. You know, since I've talked to you, NXT UK is gone. Um, some of the talent has moved over to NXT. NXT has been rebranded. 2.0 is dead. This would be, I suppose, 3.0 now. I probably should start watching with the talent that's there and the fact that they're changing things. Probably a good time to get back into it. Uh, and it comes down to time, 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 time. Uh, but again, does Eddie Dennis deserve to be higher? I don't think so. Uh, going through the list here, you know, Jake Atlas at this point, based on kind of what we know, probably shouldn't be on here at all. Um, qualifies kind of sort of for a bad guy rule at this point, or at least the dink rule. Um, let's see. Anyone else coming to mind? You know, Stu Grayson maybe should be higher. But looking at this list, there's John Silver, you know, some Dark Order guys. Again, don't know enough about them. Uh, maybe there's somebody who's a big Matt Taven fan who believes he should be higher. You're probably right. Uh, I don't particularly care for Matt Taven. He looks like a bargain basement Kenny Omega, and I don't much care for Kenny Omega either. Um, so let's see. You know, Lince Dorado, from a personal perspective, the mascot of DDT Wrestling, I think he should be higher. But again, no. I'm glad Mansoor is doing something. Um this whole thing with the maximum male models, I'm not watching weekly programming. I see what I catch up on YouTube, and I am noticing and enjoying the fact that obviously we're going into some direction where L.A. Knight has been brainwashed by Maxine Dupree, and he's starting to realize that he's not Max Dupree, he's L.A. Knight, and eventually that's going to change, I hope, and it'll be great. Um I think it's cool that the maximum male models exist, even, you know, they just got beat up by Braun Strowman, so I don't think there's a long shelf life for this, but it's cool they're trying to make something work. Um, but, 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 yeah, there's nobody here on this. I did pretty good with the fours, and, and you know, maybe that's just um, the fact that, you know, there were such great talents up at the top that these are the guys that kind of fell through. So the only person I need to move is Daniel Garcia because I looked and saw Wheeler Yuta is a um, is a three seed. So Daniel Garcia, I need to move up. So I need to find somebody to move down. Um, now, obviously, we'll get to it, but there's somebody who's going to be moving quite a bit. Uh, but we'll get there. So let's look at the threes now. Um, you know, right away, Sunny Kiss. I think I've watched one Sunny Kiss match in my life. And he's fine. They are fine. I don't know their pronouns, so I will use they. They are fine. However, um, as they've talked about on the New Age Insiders pro program, you know, they were supposed to be a big part of AEW, and they are doing nothing. 
Meanwhile, Daniel Garcia was not anywhere near. So I'm just going to do a quick trade right now just to get it done. Daniel Garcia and Sonny Kiss are switching places. So there's my first matchup there. They've switched places. All right. Masachono. It's one of those things where he shouldn't even be on this list. I know technically at one point he qualified, but he's a former NWA heavyweight champion. He is an IWGP heavyweight champion. He shouldn't be on this list. Um, I should find – this is the thing. I need to find someone to replace them. So when I normally do that, the first thing I do is I go, okay, who has made it to the – are there people that have, you know, shown up? Usually I go to NXT first, but is there somebody? Like I'm looking up Dominic Mysterio. Technically, he's already on the list. We'll talk about him in a minute. Um, you know, do I consider Logan Paul? Technically would qualify. Um, the The whole controversy about, you know... The thing with the forest, it makes me not want to put him on the list, but is he? <laughs> Let me look at NXT. Let me switch down here. NXT. Oh, actually, wait, hold on. Yeah, okay. There's somebody I can switch him with. We are moving Masachono off the list because he's not a cruiserweight. Yeah, maybe with the Buddy Matthews corollary, but he's a former world heavyweight champion multiple times. I think it's enough. Um, I am going to replace him with somebody who I don't think made the list before, but is now part of the SmackDown roster, again, in the Triple H era. Let's throw Ashanti the Adonis on. And, just for fun, let's switch him and Dan <laughs> So Ashanti the Adonis is going to be a number four seed because he hasn't done anything. Like, Hit Row, I'm glad. Uh, in the Triple H era, I am glad he's he's made some fixes. He's brought some people back. Would I have loved it to be Swerve? Yes. Swerve is a tag team champion in AEW. Um, could I put on my foil conspiracy hat and say, isn't it interesting that after Triple H took over, after Triple H took over, after Triple H took over, that's when Keith Lee and Isaiah Swerve Scott or Swerve Strickland got titles after Triple H took over. It's almost as if one could hypothesize that it's almost as if somebody running AEW looked and said, oh, Triple H is running the show. All those former NXT guys for the last few years who liked working with Triple H then made it to the main roster and didn't like working for Vince McMahon all those guys may be tempted to go back. And I don't know what sort of contracts they signed. Um, maybe they're long-term. Maybe they're short-term. But if I'm running AEW and all of a sudden Triple H, who seems to be a favorite of a lot of your members of your AEW roster, and you might not necessarily have a lot of confidence in your own abilities as a manager of talent and running a company... Or maybe you do have confidence because you have done all the drugs. Maybe it's a good idea for me to make these two guys a real prominent part 
of my tag division and give them some titles and let them be in great matches so that they're happy here and maybe aren't tempted to go back there. But I could be wrong. But I'm probably not. Uh, we'll switch Ashanti the Adonis and Danhausen just because I, I love me some Danhausen. Uh, let's see here. Anybody else looking, 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 looking? You could make a case for guys like Koji Kanemoto or Pat Tanaka should be a little higher. I'm not going to make that case right now. Mm. Nobody is jumping. There are some people who probably should be lower. You know, Victor of the Ascension, the guy who looks like Christopher Daniels, Michael Nakazawa, you guys should be lower. Maybe there are some people on the bottom list that should be a little higher, but I got to tell you, I'm not going to care that much. Like, I may put all of these people in one giant tournament. Now, Carmelo Hayes. Now, Carmelo Hayes probably should be a little higher. He was, until very recently, North American champion. He had an outstanding match with Ricochet um, at Worlds Collide. Um, Is he great? You know, I've had going through my head this, like, five-tool player sort of thing that we came up with on a recent show. I don't remember exactly which show, and I don't necessarily remember what all the tools were. Carmelo Hayes, fantastic athlete, good professional wrestler. As far as I can tell, can't talk well. Trick Williams is a much better talker. Now, history dictates you can get by very well if you have all the other tools, if you have a manager. But having said, you know, Carmelo Hayes should be higher. So I need to move Hayes um, probably up to the twos. And scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Both members of Los Lotharios are here. Uh, I'm not moving the Young Bucks. You can't make me. Charlie Dempsey, I love you, but not yet. I'm glad you're in uh, NXT 3.0. You know, maybe Scotty Tuhati should be a little higher just due to length of career. But uh, Dominic Mysterio, a lot of these talents are, you know... Elias, I have no idea what's happening with Elias. You're a three because I don't feel like switching you with a four. Uh, Dominic Mysterio. You want to talk about five tools. Um, <laughs> he has a name, but I don't think a name is a tool. Uh, not a great wrestler. Doesn't have a great look. He doesn't look like a wrestler. Uh I don't know that I've ever heard him speak. And obviously, with what's happening with Judgment Day, they're leaning into that. He doesn't check any of the boxes, except that I'm fascinated in what's happening. I, for one, loved how they ended that match at Clash at the Castle, where you expect him to turn, you expect him to turn, you expect him to turn, the match ends. So you're like, okay, I guess we're just not doing that. And then he turns. Now, some people, Eddie McCabe, I believe, is one of them. Doc Manson, I believe, is one of them, have made great points as to how you could do it better. Wrestling can always be better. But I love that it happened, and I love that he's got a different look. He needed a haircut. That long, slicked-back hair, is I hate it. He needed a haircut to go with the um, group, but... Whatever's happening with him and Rhea, and we can make our own stories in our heads. I miss you, Jeremy. Um, 
you know, it's it's a good story. It's a good story. All right. So looking at the threes, the only person that needs to be moved is Carmelo Hayes. So one of these twos uh, needs to go down. I don't know enough about David Finley. Uh, apparently he's doing great. William Regal talks very highly of him. That's enough for me to keep him as a number two. Uh, Jushin Liger should be a one. I got to fix that. This is where I think we're going to get into some fixes here. Uh, Jerry Lynn, you could make a case, should be a one. I'm not going to, but you could. Uh, Andre Chase should not be a two. So let's go ahead and switch. No, not Shinsuke. Go back. Carmelo Hayes and who was it? Andre Chase. I love Andre Chase. Uh, The whole Chase University thing is working out better than I thought it would, but... You are not a two seed. Uh, so I do have one of the Bucks as a two seed and one as a three seed. Interesting. Uh, Jushin Liger needs to get moved. Uh, you could make a case that Shinsuke could get moved. Again, I don't feel as strongly about it. You could also make a case that Shinsuke couldn't, shouldn't be on the list at all because um, he's not, I believe, a junior heavyweight champion. So let me go back to the NXT roster here. I think A-Kid's already on here. Do I have A-Kid? A.K.A. Axiom. Yeah, I got A-Kid. Also a two-seed. Bodie Hayward, too big. Brooks Jensen, too big. Cameron Grimes? Grimes, are you here? Huh. Why is Cameron Grimes not on this list? He would qualify. All right. We are going to take Shinsuke off. Because, again, doesn't really qualify and we will put Cameron Grimes on and I am okay keeping him as a two seed uh let's see Devlin he's there as a two seed uh again we're getting to wrestlers that I don't like Ray Horace uh was a two seed just because of the booking he needs to go down because I don't know enough about him to say he's a uh two seed somebody in this list of twos like a super crazy we're going to switch that right now we're going to move super crazy to a number two super crazy doesn't necessarily have the titles to back it up but he is most certainly one of the great cruiserweights uh roderick strong sure darby allen sure noam dar sure has he moved to i would think him and shaw samuels if they chose would make perfect sense on the nxt roster they must maybe just didn't want to um, is Akira Dezawa a two seed? No, he's probably not. Is there somebody on the threes that should be higher? Like I just went through it all. I'm going again just to look. Eh, you know what we'll do. I don't like this guy particularly, but it makes more sense. Let's move Zack Ryder to a two seed. Again, don't care for him. Didn't like him as Zack Ryder. Don't like him now as whatever his name is. Not Angelo Dawkins. Akira Tozawa. Let's move him to a two-seed, though, because it does make more sense for him to be there. Uh, Chavo could probably justify a number one. I'll write him down. Horace I took care of. With a question mark. Uh, Taka should probably be a number one. I don't. I'd actually rather have Taka as a number one than um, Chavo. TJP could go down for all I care, but I don't have any threes that need to go up. Marty the Moth, again, 
I don't think you're a cruiserweight. Now I'm back on the NXT roster just looking to see. Kofi Anofi. I like Kofi Anofi, uh, as Jeremy calls him. Um, I don't know that I've seen enough. Hank Walker. Who the heck is Hank Walker? Uh, Jagger Reed. Oh, is that? Jagger Reed's part of this new Joe Gacy group. Joe Gacy's real name is Joseph Ruby. Joe Ruby would be cool. I know they don't like to do real names, but I'm just saying. Joe Joe Ruby, would that character would totally work. Uh, Odyssey Jones, no. I miss Odyssey Jones. We haven't seen him in Oro Mensa. Oh, that's Oliver Carter. Oh, they changed his name. I, there's a lot I don't know. <laughs> I got to get back into wrestling, clearly. Um, yep. Yeah, okay. So clearly there's nobody else. I could look at AEW, but again, we'll keep Marty in. I like the Marty character. Ricochet could probably be a number one, but I don't know that I care that much. Swerve could probably be a number one. Andrade could probably be a number one. Hangman Page, Tyler. All right, clearly the number ones are good. I think that's the issue here. So I'm going quickly down. Uh, We will say that uh, of these, Liger and Taka definitely need to be moved. B. Brian Blair could go down, but again, I don't see anybody who, besides, again, it would just be personal preference for Tyler Breeze, but nope. All right. So now I got to look at the number ones, and I will read these. Um, Sami Zayn, I think he's clearly a number one. Matt Riddle, get out of here. Jushin Liger's taking your place. You're a number two. I like you more than I thought I ever would, and get out. Pentagon, Dark, Zero, whatever his name is, sure, number one. Zack Sabre, yes. Santos, Mm. I'm going to write you down. Liger was the obvious choice. He was the obvious number one. I'm going to hold off on Santos because he might be somebody I switch with Taka. Jay Lethal, sure. Gable, I love you, Gable. I think you're doing great work. No, you are not. Uh, number one, Takamishinoku Wake makes way more sense here. So let me go down and find Taka and make that switch. Chad Gable. I love Chad Gable. The character is great. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, yes. Amazing Red, yes. Noble, yes. Champa, yes. Coda, yes. Kenta, yes. Gulak, no, but yes for me. Trent, get out. No, you are not a number one seed. Chava will take your place. And Trent will go there. Not Trent Seven, just Trent. Um, The Miz, yes. Eddie, yes. Tajiri, yes. Woods, yes, for our purposes. Ultimo, yes. Daniels, yes. Ilya Dragunov, sure. Crash Holly, no. But I've already gotten rid of... So Santos will stay just because, again, um, Crash has to go down. i got to find somebody to move up. Let's keep going. Rey Mysterio... Uh, yes. CM Punk. Let's table that for a minute. Sabin, yes. Phoenix, yes. Pac, yes. Pocky two belts. Uh, let's switch Crash Holly with Ricochet. That makes way more sense now. Crash Holly, done. Uh, Cedric Alexander, sure. Alex Shelley, sure. Tyson Kidd, yes. Rollins, yes. Christian, yes. MJF, let's table him as well because we'll lump him with Punk. Uh, Buddy Matthews, no relation. Yes. Adam Cole, yes. Petey Williams, yes. Kidman, yes. Hurricane, yes. Jeff Hardy, sure, historically. Kofi, yes. Pete Dunn, yes. Shingo, don't know if enough about him, but yes. Mustafa Ali, 
Yes? Question mark? No, I'm switching with Tyler Bate. I like Mustafa Ali, but I'm switching you with Tyler Bate. I could have switched him with uh, Adam Page as well, but I like Tyler Bate better, and this is my tournament. Kevin Von Erich, you're welcome, Brandon. Gargano, yes. I love that he's back. I love that he's on the main roster. All of that works. Um, if they wanted to really go for craziness, he feuds with Austin Theory over the money in the bank briefcase and wins it. And you get a Gargano cash-in, you will break the internet. Just saying. Uh, Takahashi, not the Tokyo Pimp, the one with Daryl, in which case, yes. Brian Danielson, yes. Cody, yes. Kushida, yes. Kyle O'Reilly, yes. Finn, yes. Trey Miguel, no. Trey Miguel is a no for me. So I barely put Ricochet on. Jay White, yes. X-Pac, yes. John Morrison, yes. AJ Styles, yes. Paul London and Brian Kendrick next to each other. How cute? Yes. Santino, <laughs> no, but yes for me. Malachi Black, yes. I hope he gets whatever help he needs. Uh, maybe he's just burnt out. Maybe he wants to hang out with Zelina Vega. Who could blame him? Low-key, sure. Dean Malenko, yes. Kenny Omega, yes for our purposes. All right, so the only person who absolutely needs to get moved is Trey Miguel. And looking at this, of the number two, Jerry Lynn. He is the right answer. You could do Kazarian as well, um, but Jerry Lynn, trendsetter. Is Rob Van Dam not on here? Okay, that's dumb. Um, we're going to fix that in a minute because let's talk about the elephant in the room, the stupid Chicago elephant in the room. Um, we talked about it on DDT. We've talked about CM Punk ad nauseum. He is a virus. He is, I won't use the word I want to use, but he, he, he's never happy. It's always got to be about him. Um, he went on, you know, he won the world title went out there to sit down at a press conference. I don't know what happened with him and Colt Cabana, and I got to tell you, I don't give a damn. But you go out there, you talk trash about supposedly one time your best friend. Is there a time where I will sit at a press conference and talk trash about Doc Manson? Certainly. But you know he's far more deserving. Um, you talk trash, you make fun, you... you you make comments about your boss. You make comments about you just won the world title. So in my head, okay, here are the possibilities of what happened. Um, you're unhappy with wrestling in general. You don't like it anymore. You came back to make money. Maybe you fell back in love with it temporarily, but you don't like it. You don't like big-time pro wrestling. Maybe you were always meant to be a lower-level promotion guy where it can be all about you. You better believe if he had gone to Impact, it would be the CM Punk Hour featuring Phil Brooks. And maybe that would have made him happier. So you're out of love with wrestling, and despite the fact that you won the world title, you felt the need to air your displeasures, maybe because you don't want to be there anymore. 
And there's a point you get, and I've been there myself in certain situations where if I don't want to be in a certain situation, I could care less what I say. Because if what I say gets me out of that situation faster, great. So maybe he was just done. And maybe he knew he didn't want to come back. He didn't want to be champion, whatever. Um, maybe he is just so, like, maybe he thought, maybe he thought, let me give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't want to, but let me do it. Maybe he thought that this is what a heel does. And he was trying in his mind, playing his version of 3D chess, he was trying to start potential programs with Omega and the Young Bucks and whatever by being the, maybe he thought he was being Stone Cold Steve Austin. Maybe he did. Maybe he thought he was being Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's sitting there with his Vince McMahon, and if he talks trash about all of it, maybe he becomes the villain slash antihero fighting the company. Maybe that's what he wants the storyline to be. He's going to be the Stone Cold to Tony Khan's Vince McMahon. You know what? I could see the logic that he might have had. He just vastly misplayed it. He said the wrong things. I because I I do not believe at all that this is a work. For one second do I believe that this is a work. So Maybe that's what he thought, and he didn't expect Omega and Punk to get, so, or no, not Punk, Omega and the Bucks to get so angry. He didn't expect the fight to happen. He didn't expect that his friend, a Steel, would bite and throw chairs. Maybe it just all went bad. Maybe he thinks there's money in a CM Punk Colt Cabana match. I don't know. Or maybe he's so caught up in his own cult of personality that it has become a delusion on a scale that probably needs to be diagnosed and treated. Maybe he's got something going on. Maybe there's a chemical imbalance in his brain that causes him to just ruin things. We've seen, you've, you know people who do that. They can't help but say or do the one thing that ruins stuff. The birds are watching. Oh, that window's open. There's a bird outside. Hopefully you can hear it. It's, it's Punk's bird. He's hired it to come ruin this show because he knows I'm talking trash. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about you, Phil. Get your bird out of here. Maybe he's sick. <laughs> maybe he's delusional. Maybe he's talking to birds too. Um, but maybe that's his problem. Maybe he just can't help but ruin things. I honestly don't know. Uh, what I do know is I am no longer willing to have him be a part of this tournament because he doesn't make wrestling fun. He's not a good wrestler at this point. Um, he doesn't look like a wrestler. His promos are fine, except you can't trust what's coming out of his mouth. Uh yeah, and I get, to, I get to run the show here. So apparently Rob Van Dam didn't qualify. I don't know how I didn't see that up until now, but maybe it was meant to be because taking CM Punk's place is someone who 
I don't know that I necessarily trust what he has to say either at this point because he's so high. But I do think that this is a better choice and will make for a more enjoyable tournament. And he would certainly qualify as a number one seed. Uh, CM Punk is gone. Rob Van Dam is taking his place. Is MJF a number one seed? Sure. That promo he cut when he came back. I loved the Joker thing. I thought it worked out well. Um, yes, you could have ended the show. You could have ended all out with the mystery of who the Joker is. But I actually like what they did just ending it there. You had no way of knowing. Because it would have been weirder had you ended not knowing who the Joker was and then that press conference happens. Um, so, yeah. That promo he cut afterwards where he was a supreme baby face and then Moxley comes out and says one thing and it all falls apart. He's a great talker, all-time talker, MJF. I think when all is said and done, we will, we will surely say he is among the greats. Uh, and with that, I think we're good. With that 45 minutes, I think we're good. Yeah, I think the fours and maybe even the threes will get some sort of battle royal thing because um, I don't want to spend a huge amount of time on it. And then I have to decide, do I want to do a do I want to go back to an actual tournament with brackets and consolations or do I keep this up and do I do uh, another group more Ron Robbins? Do I take? these twos here from David Finley on down to Scorpio sky. And do I randomize them and we get a group of four and we have more matches, you know, I, the dice aren't here. The dice didn't make the move. I don't know where they are. They're somewhere. Um, but you know, it might be easier to roll dice when I have actual talents who are about the same. If I were to take, let's just pick at random here. If I were to take little Guido slash Nunzio, and Nathan Frazier, and Bobby Fish, and Ricky Starks. They're all twos. And I put them in a group. Yeah, I have my own personal preference, but maybe it would be more fun to actually roll the dice and just let fate decide. We'll see. We got, we got things to talk about. Is Jack, Ev Jack Evans is in a number two seed? Uh, uh, yeah, we'll switch him. Well, last minute thing. Gerald Briscoe, who really doesn't belong in this tournament at all, but you're becoming a number two seed. Jack Evans, you're a number three seed. Last thing I'm doing. Thank you for joining us. Uh, and by us, I mean me and Phil's bird outside and all the names on the list. Uh, I've had a delightful time reconnecting with you, and I know it's been just a brief few days, but I hope you can tell how much older and wiser I am. I am, dear God, actually, yeah, I am seven months away from my 40th birthday. As of today, it's the 18th. Seven months away from my 40th birthday. It's not bothering me nearly as much as I think it bothers Doc Manson. <laughs> we'll talk about that. I am sure we will cover that in great detail as we, uh, as we get closer to our 40th birthdays, which will be in two or three days of each other because we are secret twins. Uh, I love you all. At the DC Matthews is where you can find me. Make sure you're listening to DDT Wrestling. Make sure you're checking out the Piece of Business podcast. Make sure you tell Brandon Banks that he should have a podcast. Make sure you go down to Louisiana. I won't tell you the name of the town, although I was tempted. Find Jeremy. Get him back on the air. 
so I don't just go down there myself and beat them up. I love you. We'll talk to you soon. I don't remember how to end this show. Oh, yes, I do. I'll see you the next time we celebrate the joy of booking.